0: If Elise is going to get there, there's no question. He squares it. there it is, it's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right. Elise with the assist. All right, here we are once again 15 minutes with Finn following another win, another three points. NYCFC came down from up north and they went home with a loss. It was a boring game. It was fucking boring. New York didn't have a shot on goal till what it was at the 85th minute. It was a very non-action filled game, but we did what we needed to do. And a lot of people today have said I don't know the game was boring but we won. Uh I'd rather win in a boring way than lose in an exciting way. You know, because at the end of the day, a loss is a loss and a win is a win. And winning one nothing is something that lots of coaches have managed to do. Mourinho, Conte, Zidane, etc., cetera, et cetera. Uh, Klopp, all of all of them, all the big ones. They win. They find a way. And when I looked at this, when I looked at the lineup, I was thinking, man, there's going to be a lot of people out there that are doubting this. If this doesn't work... Big, bald Ben Olsen It's going to take a lot of heat. It worked, and you guys got to see what you wanted. You wanted to see Brooklyn Reigns in there. You wanted to see Nelson Quinones. You wanted to see Ivan Franco, but he decided he was going to be a father. So he stayed home, and he took care of his little wee one. Now, do not doubt us, those of you that have doubts about this team still. Those of you that may not be Houston fans that listen to this podcast, which I don't know why. You do. But don't fucking doubt this team. Don't doubt this process. This past week, we just signed another quality defender. I think it's pretty obvious based upon what we've seen over the first four games. Minus the New England game. Because that was a shit show in the snow. That was a snow, snow, shit show. Minus the first, minus that game. This is a defensive team. Cincinnati ended up beating us. They shouldn't have. We outplayed them. But we are focused on defense. Our midfield... Jesus Christ, our tour, oh my God, Daniel Steris filling in it right back, I mean him over Dorsey every day of the week. I know Joey's not going to like that, but I'm taking Steris over Dorsey every day. Starris hashtag holds it down on the back line. he does, but I'm even more I'm even more excited for when Franco Escobar's healthy again. Sad news, Brad Smith's return date has now been pushed back to mid-April, so Tate Schmidt, you better keep playing well. DJ Vanderkoos is in there with the Dynamo Dose. But anyway, let's let's get to this. Do not doubt us, number one. We might not win the league this year. We will make the playoffs this season. Don't doubt it. Number two, the attendance was shit rotten. It wasn't very good. It was like 13,000 people. We know Austin's a rivalry game. We know you're going to have more people for the home opener. But 13,000 was a little bit less than I was expecting. I was expecting 15 to 16. But... I think with time, as you know, with Houston, as we win more and as we show like, hey, we're we're here to win, we're going to win games, we're going to play attractive football, I think the attendance will come up because there are still a lot of people that don't think this is sustainable. Somebody, Marlone, Marlone wrote, I don't know how long we can press like this Uh, until it's 95 degrees with 100% humidity, I would imagine, you know, I don't, they're professional athletes. They should be able to do the job that's expected when it's expected. But they're also humans, you know. So when I saw the lineup, I'm not going to lie, I went, oh man, this is ballsy. This is ballsy. Ben's balls are huge, trotting at Nelson Quinones and Brooklyn Reigns on the same side as Bartlow and Steris. But I wasn't overly impressed with Quinones. I think... I think he's continued to play below our expectation, or at least mine. Brooklyn Brooklyn Raines played quite well. Brooklyn Raines, I almost talk like a baby. Brooklyn Raines played quite well. I thought he had a better match than Quinones. If you go through the ratings, you'll notice that those two were our two lowest-rated players. If you average them out, I average them out between foot mob and who scored. Brooklyn and Nelson were the two lowest-rated players. But... uh. Man, no Sebastian Ferreira again. Corey buried up top again. I, I haven't seen it. I've seen a little bit of hatred towards Corey, but guys, you gotta watch Corey. Watch him when he doesn't have the ball. He's everywhere. He stays moving. He's back on defense in the final th- in, in our third to defend after the corner. He was the first one out. He runs his ass off and he busts his butt. And the goals, they might come. But if he's up there to harass and to be that over-the-top decoy, because he's really the only one that makes those runs in, especially with this lineup, we're going to have to have other people that score. Anyway, Rain steps in for Coco. Okay, Quinones comes in, and guys, this was a must-win for me. This game was a must-win. We don't want to end up 1-1-2 and or 1-0-3. We needed to win this match at home, and we played a team who's pretty good. They're not a bad club at all. Uh, They did a little surprising thing putting Sands in the back, but either way, this was a must win, and Ben goes out and trots out two guys who are not regular starters. He shuns his DP for the French, Moroccan, Amin Basi. He keeps Corey Baird in despite the uh, vitriol coming from the fans. I love the size of Ben Olsen's balls they're huge they gotta be like grapefruits not only that but his outfit was smashing not that the shoes weren't Ben you could have done something with the shoes but the 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 suit jacket with the little blue shirt underneath uh if you put Ethan Bartlow in that I don't think I'd be able to uh contain myself I'd be running on the pitch marry me Ethan Bartlow had his best game of the year I haven't been sold on Bartlow uh I've been a little wary been more of, let's start Starris and keep Starris back there. But after seeing last night, dude, I'm Bartlow in. I'm Bartlow in. Clark had another a good game, but he had very little to test him. Uh, overall, okay. Coco is still better than Brooklyn. Yvonne Franco is still better than Nelson Quinones. Corey Baird is better than Nelson Quinones is too. So if, who's our front three? I don't know. Baird, Bossy, Franco, Bossy, Sebastian, Baird, do we go 4-2-3-1 and drop Bossy into the 10? We could do that with this lineup. And you don't lose a ton. You lose Coco, but you gain the creativity of Bossy. Anyway, I don't want to speculate. I don't. The happiest thing for me throughout this match was looking at our bench. Mikhail, Auguste, Alferson Dorsey, Quinones, Reigns. We are starting to see youth finally integrated into this team. In regular season matches, and not only that, but we integrated youth, and we won. We didn't lose. We're used to putting these, these young kids out there in games where we're going to lose. But we won this one. Gone are the days, I guess, of Darwin Sarren coming off the bench. Now you have Luis Caicedo, who, I don't know, I, I would say he's slightly better than Saren, But he's not a starter. He's a bench player. You know, Griffin Dorsey, coming off the bench, which is where he should be coming off of. He's not a starter, not in my opinion. He's not a two-way guy. His, uh... I don't know what to do with him and the hair. I don't know if he's going... I know he's going long again, but... Something about him. He kind of looks like a Ken doll. You know, Barbie and Ken? He reminds me a little bit of a Ken doll. They've made it a point to call out how Sebastian Ferreira isn't fit. Why are you not fit? Why are you not fit? Your job is literally just to be in shape. That's your job. Be in shape, kick a ball. My job is to go teach kids and make strangers laugh. I do that. It can be difficult sometimes, but I do it because I practice. And I do things that make me better. Sebas almost put one in. That would have been great for his confidence. It have been maybe a little uh, spark for Ben Olsen. But either way, you know, we put, you put bench players, excuse me, we put youth players out there on the bench And we just never really looked challenged until the last 10 minutes or so. Dropping, uh, who'd they drop? They dropped Reigns for Dorsey. Oh, who was it? Nelson? I don't remember. Defensive subs. We brought in some defensive-minded subs. It was Quinones for Caicedo. That was the first one. And then the best Griffin Dorsey looked was when he ran on the field. And I don't hate Griffin Dorsey. I just, he, he leaves a lot to be desired. You know. Uh, our possession play. We were out possessed this match. They had fifty five percent to our forty five. This is the first match I think all year where the other team committed or excuse me, executed more accurate passes than we did. And we still completed our passes at an eighty five percent clip. You go and look at our leading passers, they're Artor, Teenage, Hector, and Baird. In terms of percentages, those those four. Those four were like eighty six percent and up, I think. Teenagers like 93% pass completion. It was, it was a lot. We had a couple more offsides. Bossy needs to work on that. Uh, NYCFC had a lot more corners. The committed fouls were about the same, but they got two more yellow cards. Again, though, we got an early yellow with our tour. And we got it on a foul that I didn't, I didn't think was a yellow. There were fouls that were, and they're fouls that weren't. So uh, pro refs, we don't need to talk about y'all. We do it every week. And every week, you just surprise us even more with some shithousery or some tomfoolery. But this is, uh, we have a huge match coming up. San Jose on the road. Our, uh, I guess you could call them our birth mother. You know, because we crawled out of San Jose. Out of that dirty little slime hole to establish ourselves in Houston. This is a huge, huge game, and this is a game that in my mind coming up, it's, it's a must win. It's a must win. It is. I don't, you got to get something out of it. And a win or a draw is what we need out of it. I think Daniel Steris is making a pretty solid case to move to a back three. Uh it was Vyachenko when he when he steps in. Guys, he's he's fucking good. I don't know if you've watched the highlight reel I put together or you've gone back and you've researched him. Eric Zviatchenko's fucking good. And he's immediately gonna be, you ready for this? The best center back on our team. Same way Herrera came in and was the best player. is gonna come in and he's gonna be best player number two. And he's gonna add a new dynamic because his his passing ability, his ability to score on set pieces. Man, he is going to immediately upgrade this team. And think about this. We beat NYFC with no Ivan Franco, no Coco Karaschia. One of our most important players was not on the pitch, and we still beat him. We still have guys like Achara finding fitness, Vander Koost finding fitness, Brad Smith finding fitness, Eric Sviachenko waiting to put on a jersey, we have five or six fucking guys that could play on some teams, a couple that could play on most that aren't even integrated into the squad yet. Trust the process. This is going to be this is going to be a season where we exceed expectations, and I think that exceeding the expectations this year is going to help us with our recruitment next year. I would like to see a couple more Mexican team players brought in. Maybe a maybe a borderline men's national team player. Shout out to Memo Rodriguez. He's uh, playing a lot more in L.A. than he was here. You know, I looked at his statistics, and he really wasn't that bad for us. He's played out of position a lot. They played him on the wing. But when he was played in the midfield like he belongs, Memo was a, a decent MLS player. I would say above average. On the wing, below average. Anyway, a couple of things that worry me. I mean Bossy's injury. It looked like a cramp in his hamstring. I hope it's not anything serious. He hasn't been a goal-scoring machine. He, granted, he leads the team because of penalties. But he hasn't been really that super creative spark. He is all over the pitch. He drops deep. He goes up. He, he's everywhere. I like how they swap him and, uh, him and the midfielder, where Coco drops, goes up to press, or Brooklyn goes up, and Bossy comes back to work with the ball. But the ball movement and the, the movement away from the ball and the passing ability and everything that we've done this year, it's so much different. I, I don't miss watching guys just hoof the ball up the field. I really like watching guys string together a bunch of passes, work triangles, and then they work the ball back across the field and we get up the pitch. That's what they've done. That's what Tate Schmidt's been doing. Daniel Steris made a couple of deep runs, but Tate Schmidt, his, his overlap ability and his ability to get the ball in the box, they're pretty solid. And the shot that he missed on was a right-footed shot. But I am worried about Bossy. I saw Reigns uh, went off gingerly. After a challenge in the second half, not worried about him. He should be fine. Young kid, uh, they, they, t- they tend to uh, bounce back pretty quick. 18-year-olds recover a little quicker than 25-year-olds. So, But, I mean, I don't think he's created a conundrum. I don't think Brooklyn has created a scenario where we question Coco Carasquilla. I'm certain that nobody up top has created the conundrum where we question Sebas Ferreira. But I'd like to see Sebastian in there. I'd like to see a real goal-scoring threat up top. Uh, but I'm I'm happy with the game. It was boring as shit. New York City looked uh, in the second half and late in the first like they were just ragging time, like they were just trying to get out of there with a the draw. And if you play for a draw, you're gonna end up losing. We we did it for years under Wilmer, under well not under Wilmer but under Tab and under Paulo. We played for draws and we lost. We lost many games that we could have won or tied because we sat back. My man of the match Hector Herrera. Um, I would put Artur second. I would. I would say Daniel Starr is a close third. But once again, Hector Herrera has shown that he's worth every fucking penny. And he's shown why he's on the pitch. He's also shown why he touches the ball 30 to 40 more times than everybody else. And that's going to be critical, keeping him healthy and keeping him happy. He has got to be that guy for us like he has been all year. It's just that, you know, he's up. Guys, time is up. Albert Deleese is going to get there. There's no question. He squares in. There it is. It's another. And it's Mubble Rodriguez again. Scoring goals left and right. Deleese with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at fwftx on all social media platforms once again that's familiar with failure check them out badass band cool ass people